This is Miller's Edge on Tide champion and team captain for the Alabama Crimson Tide and former Carolina Panther and his father, Corey Miller, the pastor of pain, a nine-year NFL veteran with the New York Giants and University of South Carolina Hall of Famer. This is the Miller's Edge. WTBC. Just talked to Noah before the show. He said we're vibing him. Man, he's kicking it off just right. That's what we do. Corey Miller, Christian Miller, Noah Haynes, Justin Jones, the boys behind the glass in T-Town. And we're here to drive you for the next hour on the program. A lot to get into on the show. We'll talk about all the uh, the mad exodus, if you will. Uh, nothing shocking, but a lot of players hit the transfer portal on yesterday. I said uh, there to go, I thought 10 or 12 of 10 to 15 will be in there. I think more, <laughs> more is to come, uh, but uh, none too shocking. But we'll talk about Seth McLaughlin. He's the one that's getting all the buzz after a uh, not so good semifinal game against Michigan. Uh, he is in the portal as a starter. Uh, some other guys, but uh, we'll get to those. Where will Bama turn? I'll talk about the transfer portal in general. And I must tell you, I got a little bit of a rant today about that. I'm getting sick and tired of it. It's getting old already. Uh, something has to get done. I'll tell you more about that. Coming up at 1140 on the program, as he does every single Thursday, uh, Stephen M. Smith of the Bama Standard in his own words, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. He'll join us to talk about uh, what's happening with the Tide right now. And then also a little scuttlebutt that's been out there. Of course, fine, Paul Fine Dumb. As I like to call him, I always throwing something out there. One is on the uh, ESPN, the four-letter network, about Nick Saban. He feels like maybe he's tired. Maybe he's ready to walk away from the game. Uh, we'll get your thoughts and comments on that. Of course, we'll take your phone calls, 205-342-9904 is the number for the program. And don't forget to download that free app, Tide 100.9. Absolutely free on your smartphone. It could be Apple. It could be Android. It could be whatever. The iPad, your computer, it's free. If you can't get in on the phones, always, as we like to use the best reader. He is the best reader, folks. He won every reading contest in school. Noah Haynes will read your thoughts, your comments, your questions right there on that app. So, all right, here we go. Uh, let's head down to Tuscaloosa. Christian Miller's in the studio with the boys, guys. I know it's a little chilly out there. I know you guys are soft. You don't like cold weather. I played in it. 
for a lot of years in New York and Minnesota don't bother me too much, but the joints does. The arthritis does. But as far as the cold, I'm cool. What about you guys? <laughs> Doing well, man. Um, yeah, just – yeah, I just, you know, it's just interesting not having, you know, Alabama in this championship game. It's kind of, you know. Sounds sad, though. I mean, I wouldn't say sad. I mean, like I said, it just, it just feels a little, I don't know. I, I feel like just the, the mood right now, just, I don't know. The mood seems off kind of around town. But, you know, it's part of it. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. It just, it seems Those a little. People are crying. I mean, it's. I wouldn't say they're crying. I wouldn't say crying. It just, I don't know, man. It just, <laughs> I guess everybody just. Had you know the expectation that that we'd be in Houston, so I think a lot of a lot of uh, plans have been changed, <laughs> but flights have been <laughs> altered. Maybe I, I don't know. It just seems a little off, but no, nonetheless, no, all all is good. Um, I, I don't know if you saw like uh, Chris Braswell went ahead and declared for the draft. Did you see that? No, I saw it this morning on my way to get coffee, and I almost was going to call you to get the number and tell him, oh, 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 wait a minute, bro, like what you thinking? But we still got to. You know, we're going to have that conversation, uh, privately, but, you know, I'd like to get them on the air, either on, on Edge Extra or maybe we'll do it there because we can talk too much longer and then play it on the station. But, uh, this is thoughts behind all this stuff. I think it'd be very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, definitely going to have a lot to talk about this portal, um, for sure. We probably could do the whole show based on the portal. I mean, well, I, I do, I, and I know there was a you know, influx of names yesterday. You, you think there's still another wave coming? Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, we, you know, nothing shocking. I was listening in, I think it was the final show, but uh, this afternoon as I was moving around, but, you know, just hearing them just coming in and uh, not, nothing shocking. And I think the biggest name is Seth McLaughlin because he got all the buzz regardless because he uh, had all those errant snaps in the ball game and something that uh, he struggled with early on in the season and kind of did a lot better. And then they showed back up. And uh, they were crucial, crucial snaps that caused problems with the offense. And again, you hate the, you know, as a father who used a son that played, I get it. I mean, having to call out players and, and mention their name is hard because that's a, that's a lot of pressure. It is a lot of pressure. And I feel absolutely bad for him. But then again, you got the highest of highest in college football on national television where 8, 10, 12, I don't know how many millions probably watch the game, and you're going to get exposed. And now you have social media where people can say what they want, you know, write what they want, tag you on it, tag the, you know, you're, you're going to be more exposed. So I don't envy, you know, these young men because I know how difficult it is the pressure that they are under to perform at a high level, especially like a school like Alabama, on a big stage for a chance to go to a national championship game. So I feel bad for them. But at the same time, you are expected to perform. I mean, it's just what it is. And now that you're getting money, now you got NIL and all this other stuff, well, now the expectation and the demand and everything else goes higher. So... Uh, I expect more guys to, to jump into the portal. A lot of them. I know story. A guy I kind of watched a little bit. I'm not really sad. I'm not, it's Malik Benson, uh, the transfer from junior college, the number one transfer. I don't know who ranks these guys and give them these rankings. And that's why I talk about that. Cause he ain't no number one. I mean, <laughs> let's just be real. He's, he's okay. You know, and I, oh, he's no, 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 no. If he can't play and get on that field, then he's not. 
that's just the way it is against some of the best competition in the country. But I think more will be coming down the pipe. Yeah, I mean, and 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 that's just how it is. I mean, like I said, we expected you know quite a bit of names, but and honestly, I mean, I, I and we can pull up the list here in a second. But you know what's interesting to me is I, I'm just kind of trying to figure out so. Who is – is it somebody – is it them, like the players themselves? Is it somebody from their – I hate even saying their team because, I mean, they're still college athletes, not like they're professionals. Mm. But, like, like it's like for instance, like Seth McLaughlin, right? It was like sources tell me he's entering the portal with our boom. He enters the portal. Then it's like sources tell me he's visiting Ohio State this week. And I'm like, is he just texting these people, like, everything that he's oh, doing? Wow. So they, they kind of put the news – I'm, I'm just curious how that, <laughs> how that works. But, yeah, I, I, I did see – I guess he's expected to visit – Ohio State um, this weekend. At least that's what I read. So here, here's the thing. No, listen, 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 listen. Like, <clears throat> I don't ever want to jump on anybody again or criticize people too much, be too harsh. Because again, we've we've both been in their shoes. We understand what it's like to to be an athlete, to have all the pressure, especially here at Alabama. Like I'm I'm telling you right now, when you come and play at Alabama, like there's going to be a lot of pressure on you uh, to to perform at a certain level to uphold a certain standard, but you know that's what you sign up for. And and I and again, but but I'm not justifying people taking it too far. If people have a right to be frustrated. Hell, I was even frustrated seeing some of those snaps. I think I saw a number. It was like out of sixty some snaps in this football game, I think like twenty something or thirty of them were were below the target. Like were were, you know, low snaps theoretically. And look I, if, if people can be critical, I mean, that's fair. Taking it too far and, and wishing ill will on somebody or, you know, bullying it's not somebody. No, no, no. That's stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Also, all of that, that's too much. But, but what I will say is, is this, man. I mean, I, I remember, you know, we've had a kicker or two, you know, come through here that, that got some backlash, some harsh criticism. Like, so he's not the first person to, to have it tough like this. He won't be the last. I, I hate it for him, but I will say this, believe it or not. Um, they, they really do hold him to a high regard in the program, even though as, as hard as that might be to believe. Um, they do. I mean, you're talking about a guy who filled in back in, what was it, 20, is it 2020, or was it 2020 or 2021? Whenever it was, he filled in at center, had a really good game against Georgia in, in either SEC or national championship game. Um, so he, again, you're talking about a, a very experienced guy. Uh, it just had been struggling. Is it a case of the yips, maybe? I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how. You know, prolonged yips can go on. I think, it was, all that, I think it was all that pressure that Michigan was bringing. And well, no, 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 because this went back to early on in the season. It wasn't just okay. that. He had been doing that. But what, I, what I'm saying is, I number one, I know that the, the coaches didn't want him to leave. Because, again, the offensive lineman, you, the more experienced, the better most of the time. Now, I'm not saying somebody couldn't have taken his job. But you definitely want to have him. Even if he was just more of a, a reserve guy, that would be nice to have. Or even this. Maybe he just maybe he was more cut out to be a guard. Maybe he just needed to take the ball out of his hands, move him to to a guard position, and maybe he would have benefited there. The problem is, you look at it. I mean, he's not going. I wouldn't put him over Booker at left guard. Definitely wouldn't put him over Jaden Roberts at right guard. But you still definitely would want to keep your experience. With that being said, you know it is what it is. I wish I wish the best for him. Um, but definitely, I don't want people to be too hard on him just because, I mean, you got to remember, these still are young men. I know they get, people like, well, they get paid now. Yeah, but I mean, they're still, they're still human, right? I mean, even you at work, you, know, you don't want, you know, thousands of people piling up on you talking about how crappy you are at filing papers, you know, so, you know, you know lighten up maybe well, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, let me just say this though. I mean, one of the issues when you, and, and I've said this, and I love 
the the the, the Miro train link, all that stuff. Let let them know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but you know the thing is this: when the quarterback, the the advanced quarterback, who understands a lot more of the coverage and blitz packages and see what defenses are trying to do. They are the ones that can relate to the offensive line about, you know, protection changes. Right. Well, in Alabama's offense, he's responsible. The offensive line makes the calls. And it's a lot. It's a lot to ask of a young man to his defense. When you got to make calls, make changes, relay all these things to the offensive line, to the quarterback, then you know that they're bringing pressure. And when they're bringing that heat, and we know from a defensive perspective, when that heat's coming like that, listen, that's what you want to do. You want to rattle the cage to the offensive line. His cage got rattled. Now, is that an excuse? No, because he's been doing it all the whole year. I mean, so... I don't know. I don't know. Because it gets, it gets in your head, man. I mean, you, you, you said yips. You don't know golf. That's what the yips said. You got short putts. Guys sometimes just mentally can't, can't get it together and they miss little easy putts. Well, snapping should be easy. Been doing this for the longest. Right? Four, four yards, five. I mean, it just, once you have something bad, if you're not able to flush that, it can, it can be reoccurring. And that's what we see, uh, with McLaughlin, but again, watch, watch him. Was, watch him go to Ohio State and be like an All American Center. Well, man, probably. I mean, maybe they got somebody. Listen, I know people talk about Eric Wolf, right? Eric Wolford is known. The book on Eric Wolford around the SEC, around the country, very good teacher. He's at South Carolina and with the offensive line. Went to Kentucky, I believe. You know, Kentucky and Stoops all about physicality, all about being big, moving the ball, run game. That's his deal. But I don't know. I, I just haven't seen. You look at Caden Proctor, and you look at even J.C. Latham, who just announced yesterday he is going uh, in the draft. Um, you saw how he got blown up. I went on the podcast, and one of them guys, former George T. guy, last night. I mean, I was just upset that they were trying to say, "Oh man, you know his." I'm like, dude, he got his A kick. Excuse me, he did. I mean, like this is a guy that's going in the draft to be a first round. He made a transfer from Coastal Carolina. And I always say, people at Coastal, at these small schools, because that's where, they, that's where they are. That's their talent level. Now, some of them do get better like this kid, but this transfer blew him up. Right? And Jalen tripped over his leg. He knocked him back into the quarterback. If you got a cutoff block, you got to be more aggressive. You got to punch. He just sit there and let the dude just run. I mean, come on, man. It was, I mean, kind, of, it was kind of lazy effort. Again, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to knock him, but I'm saying he's too talented. Of, he's too talented of a player to he keep. Yeah. I, I, you know, and, and I'll be honest with you. I, I, I've like heard, I've, we saw him outside that. of Buffalo walking, right? Well, I'm like, man, he's like, that's JC Latham. I'm like, good God. He looks like a Greek God. No, he's massive. Yeah. No, I've heard that, you know, about But he played like him. Jane on that play. He played like Jane on that play. Well, and that bothers me. Well, I've, I've heard that, you know, sometimes it seems like. He, he sometimes is almost he's so talented that I hate to use the word he but he could be a little lazy, basically just thinking that you know he's so big and talented and strong like that sometimes he can kind of 
take you know take a not necessarily t- said he said he took the play off, but you get what I'm saying. Like sometimes when you're so big, so strong, you kind of just assume that you can kind of just go through the motion and be fine. But like you just alluded to, I mean that that kid from Coastal man, he wasn't taking nothing off. I mean if you saw, I mean he went and got in his grill. <laughs> like, he played like it was a game is on the line. A hundred percent. And we didn't and have JC that same. played effort. like he could care less. And that you want to thank everybody with your letter and then get and say, I'm going. I ain't mad at you for doing that. But my point is, man, as a football purist, you see what happens on the field. Right. Right? That's what I go by. I got a lot more to get into on the day because, Christian, I'm telling you, I went back and watched some plays last night because the – the George Teague thing, I, when you text me the link, I looked. I'm like, wow. And I would say this to Tyler Tyler, a great friend of the show, and I see he tweets a lot. Listen, man, they said a lot of things that were wrong, in my opinion. And what, that was the one thing with J.C. Latham, the, the coach. I think he's at Allen here in my backyard. But he was wrong. I think he probably coached him down at, uh, you told me, at the academy, whatever that school is in Florida. I-M-G. I-M-G. Right? But... That's dead, but get your tail kicked. Any scout, any GM, bro, well, you, you see that on, effort right on there? His, you got to put on his back. I don't right? know that how. That effort on him when, I, when you need that play to score a touchdown, you want to tell him, you want, I don't want the guy. I don't want a guy that gives me that kind of effort. All right, man, I wouldn't go I mean, No, I'm just saying, to me, I'm putting my, my general manager hat on. I don't want a guy like that because you're telling me you must don't care because you got too much ability to get your end kicked like that. I mean, it should not happen. That's all I'm saying. And, and so, but there's more. There's more. And, you know, we keep it real here. I mean, and, and they set up the play about the fourth and two. Like, you played in the defense. You know the defense and things that they said was so wrong. And that's what I'm saying. You have to also be careful what you listen to at times because even though we play the game, we may not know everything. And I'm saying myself as well. But at the same time, what they were saying about that was wrong. Who? Oh. And, and, that's what the that group last nah, night about I, the fourth and two. Why are you doing? I why, why, about why, the, why are you dissing? I, I didn't send it to you to be criticizing folks. I thought no, no, no. I looked at it. I'm saying I looked at it, but the thing is, no. I think I, I think he actually no. He actually was talking about the coverage correctly. I was saying everybody else on ESPN. I wasn't talking about them. I was, I'm not talking about you. I'm not talking about you saying anything. I'm telling you what I'm what I saw. Oh well, they so, no no no. They, 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 he, yeah. he had the right idea in terms of coverage on something. He talking about the push. Yeah, he talking about the yeah, push. Yeah, the push. The push but my right. point is that was that was things that was said wrong. But I got we got a lot to get into. That. I'm gonna challenge you. I, that's why I like Rick. I like to be challenged. Some people are scared of. Him. Some people won't invite people on shows and things like that because I'm gonna hold your feet to the fire and you hold mine to the fire. Because one thing I, I took pride in is watching tape. What I did all my career, I watched tape even after when I when I covered it. I studied it. I talked to coaches. I asked what they did. I talked about the coverage, and I go back and look at it. And all I'm telling you is there was a lot more wrong with the, what this defense did. And I got a, I got a bone to pit, and I know you. Right, I mean, we on. all on the same page. We just trying to just break down. No, no I mean, if he made about, a mistake, like, ain't no need to like fire him. Like, fire him, dude. Like, I just I I'm, thought it was good. I'm not talking about him. No, I was good video. I'm not talking about him. You like talking about one challenge? I'm talking about. Like, I'm challenging the players. The players. This is what I'm talking about. Thirty-two Lawson. Then him need to have a conversation. Because the play inside linebacker, and I saw that Stephen Emmons reporting. You're talking, you're talking about and, the wrong linebacker. You need to you talk to 17. No, you, I know, no, no, you, you got to go back and watch the tape. And you, no, watch the tape, and you, you'll see. 17 is who you should talk to. 
17, all the linebackers, in my opinion, had a bad game, Christian. The linebackers, period, go watch all the tape. They had a bad game. Football is football, and there's keys from a linebacker. I played every freaking linebacker position on the field, everyone, okay? And I played defensive end. I promise you, for a lot of years, I could play Mike Moore, Will, that matter, Sam. I played every single position on the field. I know how it works, and I know what the cause is, and I know how you play with your eyes. And when you have bad reads and you have bad fits, that touchdown in overtime, it was on the linebackers. It was on 17. And that was 17. You go inside, you got two men in one gap when you're supposed to scrape over the top. It's simple. Down block, a counter, and I talked about this against Auburn when we gave up 200 yards. Counter trades, right? You on the, if your guy blocked down, linebacker, you talk to scrape outside. It's elementary. And this, this kind of stuff costs you the game. This is what makes me mad. But yet we just give these, this is a pass. That's not on the coach. That's on the kid. They practice that from day one. You got two people in the gap, Quorum just bounces outside and gets a touchdown. If you're in your gap, that plays dead in the water. We're going to talk more about that. We keep it real here in this program. May not like it, but it is what it is. And people need to understand that little thing. And Coach Saban says this all the time. If one guy doesn't do his job, you get your beat. That's why he says what he says. A lot of people just see the big picture. But let's talk about the fine line thing. That really what they're supposed to do. That's coming up here on the Miller's Edge. On the time, 100.9, a.m. WTBC. Christian Miller, Corey Miller. The boys behind the glass, Justin Jones, Noah Haynes. Don't forget the free download, time 100.9. Stephen Smith at 11.40. We got a lot to get into the program today. And plus, my rant. Tuscaloosa weather. Mostly sunny this afternoon. The high today 52. Tonight fair with a low at 30. Tomorrow increasingly cloudy. Rain becomes widespread tomorrow night. The high 53. Saturday rain ending early in the day. Becoming partly sunny. The high 55. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 46 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Pretty. In your cowboy boots. Uh, welcome back to the Miller's Edge on the Tide 1.9, a.m. WTBC. As you all know, we love to give a little careless voice some love, Dan Trucker, on our Thursday edition of the Miller's Edge. And let's go to the guest line. I don't know if you're on hold, stay right there because we're going to go off, off phone calls here in just a minute. But I, I wanted to get Stephen M. Smith in because this conversation is getting hot and heavy. Stephen M. Smith, in his own words, touchdown Alabama Magazine. My man is 50 grand. He didn't get a chance to go to California. Probably a good thing because that would have been a long flight back home. Brother, what's up? Doing good, guys. First and foremost, Happy New Year, Corey, to you and Christian. Hopefully you guys are bringing it in. Of course, in style, doing what you guys do for Tide 100.9. So I want to start off by saying Happy New Year to the both of you. Thank you, yes, sir. sir. I hope you, um, excuse my, uh, not saying that to you as well, but Happy New Year to you and your family. I know you're ready to rock and roll because 2024 
It's going to be an interesting year for the work that we're in covering the Alabama Crimson Tide, especially the football team. After that loss, first of all, your overall uh, your thoughts on what happened in this ballgame? First, first and foremost, guys, it, it's kind of almost three-parted, if you will. Number one, uh, it looked like the guys just did not have uh, that focus in Los Angeles and California the way they had it at Mercedes-Benz Stadium against Georgia for the SEC championship. It looked like they were so ready to play Georgia and dethrone Georgia that they took that game as the national championship and did not carry the same mentality into Michigan. That's number one. Uh, number two, you got to look at Eric Wolford. Uh, did he have the offensive line prepared? Because those guys looked like they, they, they did not understand the protection schemes. They didn't pass off guys. Uh, the snaps were to the ground and, and bad there. And uh, the offensive line was completely out of whack. And then on just the final drive of the game, despite all of the uh, self-inflicted mistakes there, you're still up by seven. You need one defensive series to at least put you in a national championship game. And you couldn't stop J.J. McCarthy, Blake Corman, company. So much, so, so many problems happened that should not have happened in that game. Yeah, no, I definitely agree, Stephen. I mean, I mean, did did you? I know you mentioned you had some sources out there. Did did you feel that maybe you know there were some distractions out there in L.A. that that might have contributed kind of to the performance? It it, it, it feels like Christian that there were some. Whether it was guys more concerned about being on Rodeo Drive, whether it was guys more concerned about selling their you know, merchandise with the name, image, likeness. It, it just, and then when the guys took the field, it, it just didn't seem like that fire, that sense of urgency of we're in the playoffs, let's take care of business, we're going up against top-tier opponents, let's match their intensity. You really didn't see that out there. You, you looked at every play Michigan made, they got up fiery. They got up, they got up yelling. They got up barking. They got up understanding the magnitude of the moment. And it wasn't just their players, their coaching staff as well recognized it also versus, versus Alabama sideline. You didn't see that energy. You didn't see that fire of we're in the playoff after missing out on it 2022. We're back in here. Let's capitalize on this. You didn't see that, that, that lightning passion there. Stephen Smith, in his own words, our guest here on the Miller's Edge, I totally agree. Uh, distraction, when they said pop-up shop, I got a little worried. Uh, again, you can always tell uh, when you look in players' eyes and, and, and their body language on the field who's ready to play. And I never thought Bama was ready, almost like they expected to win uh, just by showing up, and we know that wasn't uh, the case. Uh, a lot of people on Miro, a lot of people felt like, you know, he let them down. I'm not in that camp, uh, the snaps. Uh, I thought the play calling was a little bit suspect, in my opinion, uh, in the first half for sure. But your thoughts on Tommy Reese and and, and the things that he was uh, calling and allowing Jalen Miro to do? I, I, I'll say this, and, and Corey, I agree with you. I know the masses out there would like to put the overarching blame on Jalen Miro. And when you're the starting quarterback for any uh, major Sport, football, whether it's college, pro, high school, whatever you, wherever you may see it there, the quarterback takes the praise and the quarterback takes the blame. But this was not all on Milrow at all. 
when you look at Tommy Reese, I go back to where were the things that Tommy Reese was doing against LSU, Texas A&M, and Kentucky for this game here against Michigan. You did not see window dressing. You did not see movement. You did not see motion. And, and Michigan used a lot of eye candy. They used a lot of motion, a lot of window dress, and a lot of formation-type things to disrupt the eye discipline of Alabama's linebackers and disrupt the eye discipline of Alabama's secondary. You did not see that from Tommy Reese. We did not see a lot of Kendrick Law in motion, of Kobe Prentice in motion, and moving different guys around and creating the type of numbers advantage to get Jalen Milrow those easy reads, easy plays, easy throws. You did not see the creativity from Tommy Reese that you saw in games prior to the Rose Bowl. And even in moments where the run game was starting to get something, you had Jace McClellan ripping off yards. Justice Haynes, the true freshman, came in and gave you a, a spark offensively running the football, and you removed the ball from their hands. That offset things as well. Tommy Reese not sensing, hey, if something's working, stick to it. And not just that, you know, what I did against LSU and A&M and Kentucky and Georgia that, that was generating success, I did not have that against Michigan. Yeah, no, and I, I definitely agree with you though on, on all that, Stephen, because you look at it, uh, even on that, that first touchdown to, to Blake Corum, you know, coming out the backfield, I mean, that, that was – you know, specifically designed for him to get that football. I mean, they went, they started out wide in, in trips. They motioned to a, a tight bunch. They had him on the backside, right? That's going to affect how you play certain things. And then he, he, he takes like a step like he's going to block, and then he just dashes up through the line of scrimmage out back to the other side to the flats where nobody's covering him. He's wide open. And then to take it a step further, those uh, receivers or tight ends who are in that bunch, they're basically running in, and basically making a rub route. They weren't really running any type of specific route. It looked like it was basically they're picking the linebackers and safeties just for him to catch that football. And those are the type of play designs that when we're saying like being out coached or lacking creativity, like that's what we're referring to. We're not just saying these things. So that I agree with you. I mean, that, and then the fourth and two was like pretty much the same type of thing. They, they got into the bunch, right? They motioned to it. And then the back instead flipped to the other side and then dashes out there. I mean, th- those are design plays to attack, you know, you know, ways that we play, uh, our coverages. So, um, yeah. I, I, I agree a hundred percent. I just, and I, I say all that to say, I feel like I hadn't really seen too much of those play designs in our offense. Like, you know, certain plays that were like, all right, we're going to dial this up because we know how they like to cover this and they're bringing a lot of pressure right here. We're going to hit this guy hot right now and, and set this up. But anyway, with that being said, I mean, and not to be too harsh or critical uh, to, to Tommy Reese, because again, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he's still learning and growing. He's a younger coach. I mean, do you think mm. we still see him here in Tuscaloosa next year? Mm. That, that, that's that's going to be interesting, Christian, because <laughs> in the next coming days, we all know Coach Saban loves to evaluate his coaches. He loves to bring them in for their review and uh, and put the piece of paper in their face and say, "Here's what we like about you. Here's where." some things that we didn't necessarily like. So those reviews are coming. And mm. Saban's taking a long look at this board. How do I upgrade? How do I get better here where the entire coaching staff is concerned? We have recently seen Holman Wiggins go west, leave at Alabama to take a job at Texas A&M on Mike Elko's staff. 
Well, he's doing the same thing, coaching wide receivers. So I mean, it would be cool to have Tommy Reese continue to grow and remain in Tuscaloosa, but those evaluations are coming in the next couple of days or so. Well, you know, that's that's a good place, a good segue, if you will, because I said uh, after the game, and I said this to Christian before, this is not new, but I don't think Kevin Steele returns as the defensive coordinator uh, for Alabama. I think it's going to be somebody else. I, I just don't see. I think they need a new, uh, new, new fresh anointing, if you will. I'm going to give you a Christian term, a fresh anointing on that defense. Got too many good players, too many athletes to play the way they're playing. There's too much thinking, Steve. I mean, they, I went back and I probably counted 10, 15 busts by the secondary and or the linebackers. Terrible game on their part, but I put a lot of the blame on the defense. Your thoughts? I mean, a lot of blame, excuse me, on the coaching because I think the defense sometimes is too hard and make players think. I want to correct myself. I'll add, I'll add, Corey, to your fresh anointing and from the deacon role here, I'm going to add not just the fresh anointing, (laughs) but this team also needs a guy not overly loyal that sees if a young buck is out playing a veteran, not afraid to pull that trigger, young man, you get out there, and we will live and die by what you do. The one thing that has hurt Coach Saban and the defense as a whole, and it's probably the lone flaw that has hurt Coach Saban in his tenure. Sometimes he can be overly loyal to veteran players, giving them chance after chance after chance when he knows there's a younger player on that bench, on that sideline, that gives this program a much better opportunity to get to where they're trying to get to. So I think not just the fresh anointing, that's part of it, but another coach in there that sees the eyes. Hey, you may be a veteran player, I like you, but this young buck, I see something in him that can take us higher. Put him out there. Yeah, I mean, I bet that. That's, that's some good stuff there. That's fair. Let me ask you this, Stephen. I mean, obviously yesterday there was an influx of guys, you know, putting their names in the portal. Alabama had that extended portal window with them playing in the playoffs. I mean, most notably, I mean, you see guys like Seth McLaughlin. I mean, I don't know if that was too much of a – I mean, I guess that kind of was a shocker. But Earl Little, a guy – I thought he honestly was in prime position to, you know, that earn one. shocker to me. Yeah. That was a long shot. That's what I was going to ask. Was that a surprise to you too? Because I thought he was in prime position to take over. I mean, look, obviously he lacked playing time this season. But look at the secondary. I mean, who's he supposed to play over? You got Kool-Aid and Terrion on the outside. Malachi, you know, at star position. Caleb Downs. I mean – only thing I would say, I mean, maybe. He should have played for number six. I was about to say. He was, number six is not good. Maybe, maybe number six could, uh, you know, probably could have been overtaken, but, or maybe Amos in that dime package. But realistically, what I'm saying is, you know, you kind of had a lot of experience, a lot of talent already in the secondary. So I, with that being said, I, I thought he was in prime position to have a, a huge role this upcoming season. Did, did that shock you to see his name in there? Is, there? is there anybody else that you were shocked to see in the portal or expect to see some? Earl Little was the only name I was shocked by because if you look at it, you know, coming from Florida, coming out of American Heritage High School, coached by Patrick Sertan Sr., uh, his dad, Earl Little Sr., played in the NFL. So Earl has a lot of that NFL pedigree already in him. And we go back to last spring uh, in the A-Day game, he picks off Ty Simpson, uh, and he's battling Malachi Moore for the starting job as the nickel corner 
the main thing with Earl has always been just when you think he's about to take it, he gets hurt. And this happened again, you know, this season. Just when you thought Earl was about to take it, he got hurt. So Earl's main thing is is staying healthy. That's his main thing. If he can just stay healthy, he can get that. He can get out there on the field and he can do some things because of his versatility, because of his skill set, and because of once again the NFL pedigree that he comes in. But yeah, that that was the one I was the most shocked by. I know. Reports are saying, but he's set to visit Florida State in the next uh, you know, coming days here. I'm hoping that this Alabama coaching staff can kind of get to him, sit him down, and express, we want you. And this is where, this is what the design that we have for you, and we want to see you remain here because if you can keep Earl Little, he can be a star. He can really, yeah. truly be a star in this defensive secondary. Well, is Malachi Moore coming back? What's his deal? I think he might be leaning towards right going now, back. Right now, Malachi, Malachi has not announced yet. I can see probably his announcement coming via social media the next day or so, probably even the day. Uh, Jay-Z Latham, Chris Braswell, and Dallas Turner, those three have already announced. We're still waiting what is Kool-Aid McKinstry's decision, which most feel like he will go. I feel like he will go. Carry on Arnold is a very tough spot because the NFL scouts like him. Terion has a great friendship with Jaden Milrow. There's even rumors out there that, you know, Alabama's trying to look at Terion for the NIL money to get up to stay. So he's got a decision he has to make. But right now, in terms of Malachi, nothing's come out yet. But I would, I would think in the next few hours, he'll have his decision ready. Along with Tim Smith, I saw you, you wrote something about this on your ex. Tim Smith, former five-star, played, had a good year. Looked like he may be coming back as well. He, he's, he's expected to come back. Uh, Deontay Lawson is expected to come back. Lawson missed three games this season with, with, an, with an injury, and I'm pretty sure he wants to put together more consistent tape for NFL yeah. scouts. Uh, keep your eyes on Quandarius Robinson, outside linebacker. He's expected to come back. And then Jamarian Latham, defensive lineman, he's kind of in that mixture to, to be expected to return as well. Well, they got some guys they need to keep. I mean, when you look at the transfer portal, you're always worried about depth. I mean, when you start losing guys like that, I mean, that these are key depth pieces that's got experience as far as being around the program. And now you're forced to play true freshman and things like that. So that's how you got to try to protect your roster. So we'll keep our eyes on it, man. A great, great, great breakdown from my man Stephen M. Smith in his own words. Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Of course, they're one of the top writers in Tuscaloosa. No, he's one of the top writers in the country. That's who he is, Stephen M. Smith. Man, we always appreciate you, bro. But I'm telling you, look out for Kevin Steele. Look out for some Kevin Steele news sometime this offseason. I would not I, I would not be surprised, guys. Like I mentioned, and as you said, Corey, a fresh set of eyes a fresh anointing in your in your in your pastoral put it right there and just remind me <laughs> somebody that can see yes we got it we love veteran players but if there's a young guy out there we're watching this young guy in practice perform well work tail off attention to detail all of these things why not go with the young guy we've seen this issue of king of downs you went with king of downs he showed you i am the real deal there are, there are other guys this season that were in that same mode of a king of downs, and they did not get that opportunity. It's time yeah. to see those young cats get that.
They better do it because you can see these players through NIL and transfer portal will be out in a flash. So you got to play the best players. So we'll get more of that, man. Again, thanks so much, uh, Stephen, for your time and, and appreciate all, all the hard work and all the great content that you bring us each and every single day, brother. We appreciate you, brother. Absolutely. You guys take care, man. Enjoy the Thursday. Yes, sir. Right. You too, Stephen. <laughs> a fresh anointing. We need a fresh anointing. That's Stephen Smith. In his own words, the Bama Standard, of course, uh, does a great job. A touchdown, Alabama Magazine as well. When we come back, we got people on hold, all calls for the rest of the way. This is Middle Edge of Time, 100.9, AM WTBC. It's the absolutely the best coverage and the best home of Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. We'll be back in a moment. This is Miller's Edge on Tide 100.9. You say you never dance to a dashboard singing R.E.M. under summer. Jerry Brooker, Carolyn's Boy, Thursday edition of the Miller's Edge. Appreciate Stephen M. Smith joining us. Let's go right to the phone lines. Dylan's been holding for a while, and we appreciate it, so we're going to do all calls the rest of the way, so get your fingers ready to dial up that number, 205-342-9904, or Noah will read your TIE 100 free download app question as well. To the phones we go. Dylan, thank you very much for holding. Uh, no problem, man. Hey, I think y'all touched on a lot of stuff here. I mean, I try to keep the hopes up on the game, but for some reason... I told people I work with us, look, we need we need the team that showed up that played LSU, that played Tennessee, that played Georgia, and we got mm-hmm. the team show up that played Auburn. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's a mental thing. I, I, I ain't gonna lie. I'll, I'll go back to one thing. I think the one thing this team is missing had basically left for personal reasons. I think a lot of times. But, man, back when I was shooting photos, my most enjoyable time was before the game ever started. Scott Cochran got something. He got in those guys' heads. Yes. He made them think they weren't even good enough to be in that stadium. And he challenged them to prove to him they were good enough. I, I, I don't know if it's a, like we talked before. I don't know if it's a mentality with the youth of America. They just can't be pushed. They can't be prodded. But, man, it was so much fun to watch Scott get out there and just, he got in the guy's head. I mean, Christian, all these guys could probably agree. He made you feel like you were nothing. <laughs> and he challenged you, and he challenged you to prove it to the entire stadium that, hey, you're there for a reason. Yeah. And I don't know what to do. It just seemed like it's that, that, that fight, that Tarzan, uh, us against the world mentality. And we have Jane show up and it's like, hey, we're, we're Bama. We could do this. No, you got to prove it because they wanted parody. And they've got it. So now it's out there. Everybody's got that possibility of players. And it's just that that meanness, that stepping on the field with a chip on your shoulder mentality that we did some games this year. Um, but but not all of them. I don't know. Yeah. I did hate to see our center leave. I mean, I, I think it's a lot more going on maybe than – I mean, I – Makes me wonder what we got behind him because I mean Christian and y'all, y'all both, y'all both could probably agree with me saying this. Along that offensive line, the center is like the linebacker. He's like the he he plays a big part, mental part of it. And if we if if basically if 
if he's all we had, are we in worse shape now that he's gone? Or do we go to the transfer portal? Because, I mean, to me, it's got to be a center out there on a team somewhere that you know what, I can go there. I can, I can take that job. Mm. That's yeah. true. I mean, I mean, a center, I don't believe you could – you can't rely on a freshman right out of high school to play that center position. No, no. <laughs> because <laughs> that would be worse. It's got to be something there. Yeah, it's got to be something there. I mean, you know, I mean, to me, I mean, I thought maybe throughout the season, hey, if it's just a snap, he's out in trouble with the snap. Push him over to guard. He can make the same calls from the guard position as he could the center position. But then again, who are you going to move into that center position? Because I don't know. It just seemed like a lot of stuff going on throughout the season that kept that that little question mark in the back of your mind of hey, who 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 shows up today? Yeah, that's a good point. I, I, I mean, you know, that's that's one that I you know I've talked about a lot for that for especially Alabama when you have a quarterback that is not doing those calls and check with me packages at the line of scrimmage and calling out, you know, defenses, it puts a lot of pressure. But still, you got to be able to snap the ball back. I mean, you know, oh, that's, yeah. the, you know that. missing the block, one thing, you know. <laughs> but you get the ball to the quarterback, and then when you lose 15 yards on a crucial drive, I mean, you're talking about drive stoppers, that was horrible. And then you come oh, back yeah. with another one. I mean, it just... I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on through his mind. I know they have psychologists, psychiatrists. They, I mean, it's that. They, they got everything to help players mentally if that's the, the problem. But it, it's just something's not right. That's all. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm not there, so I don't know. But it's just I just go by what I see on, on the tube. Yeah. And, you know, I had a guy bring it up to me. He At work, he was talking about no sooner than the game got over with. Like, well, I mean, talk to Walsh a lot and everything else and get, to get on there 30 minutes after so we say hey you know now's not the time to lay back it's time to put the money out there I'm like I don't mean this I don't mean this in, in no way shape or form badly but you know what 90% of our fans out there I mean with, with, the, with the economy and stuff going like it is you're, you're barking up a long tree man because these folks have got stuff to do you know it's, oh, you mean uh, uh, Aaron Soto's with the NIL? The message, yeah. 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 I mean, it would take <laughs> a lot like, for me to do it. It was like having the whistle blow. Game over. Hey, this is yeah. <laughs> we need yeah, some money. Can we, we get some, some money from y'all right quick. I'm <laughs> like, did. yeah, but you know, it's a bad investment right now. <laughs> I don't mean that badly, but you know, you're you're reaching out, you're reaching out to folks. I mean, when you go to the grocery store and four bags of groceries are 130 bucks, uh, a lot of mm-hmm. folks can't afford to go all out and do this thing, man. You know, you got to give us give us something, yeah. you know. And I think it's a change in the world. It's a change in mentality. It's what it is, though, bro. It's just that we, it's, we're going to have to accept it, and uh, it is what it is, Denon, and, and so oh, yeah. it's for college hey, football, but I think it hurts NCAA, it. college sports wanted the parity. They wanted, I mean, basically, they wanted, they wanted the field level. They got it, and guess what? I hate to say yeah, it, but it, it's the highest – it's going to go to the highest bidder, and y'all know what I'm talking yep. about. Yeah, whoever got the most cheese, you know, who can shred that cheese is going to get the best players at the end of the day. Look what Ole Miss doing. I ain't convinced them to spend money while they're doing it. And even though Quinshaw, Jim Junkins, or whatever, the running back, he just jumped into the portal, which is shocking. So it's a lot of stuff. Dylan, thank you so much, man. Good stuff. Good insight. Yeah, have a great day. Have a great one. Back to the phone we go. Ellis, you're up next here on the Middle Go right ahead. Roll Clyde. Roll time, I'm sorry I ain't called in a while, but uh, I get down when we lose. It's not fun losing. I hate losing. So, well, I can't stand it. Me? I cannot stand it. Uh, I hate losing more I just, than I love winning. 
Well, that's me too. I don't like, I just do not like losing. And then, then you have to deal with all the uh, fans or people that's not fans just loving it because Alabama laws, you know. Yep. And uh, But I put them in their place. But uh, yeah, I, I feel like y'all talking about this. Y'all talking about the center that hikes the ball. Well, is, is it, could that be on some of the coaching too? Wouldn't you think? What do you mean? Because it's been going on all all year and last year. No, I know he's talking about bad snaps, but I'm saying, like, I mean, how is um, what, what would be on the coaches? I mean, I mean, uh, uh, could they? Substitute. You're maybe talking about the teaching part, the teaching part, or no, working no. with the I, 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 I get what he's saying, but what I'm saying is, I mean, we're talking about a guy who's like a senior, right? I mean, like, I, I don't know how much more they could they could possibly do other than swap him out. But here's the thing: if they haven't swapped him out yet, they clearly don't think there's a better option. And when we're talking about a center position, I mean, it's not just hey, go out there and block. I mean, like my dad has been saying, you, you don't really have a quarterback, as in like you know, with the. You know, the, a cerebral type quarterback and Bryce Young, who's a little more capable at, at operating an entire offense, right? Um, so the center is going to be a lot, have a lot of responsibilities in terms of, you know, pointing things out, getting, you know, the protections, uh, set up and all that good stuff. So you kind of got to work with what you got. Um, but I mean, could, could, could they try to coach him up some more? Maybe, but I mean, we're talking about this is more of a fundamental thing that I mean, if, if you're playing center, I mean, you, that's some, that's almost like, you know, you're an edge guy. You just you just don't know how to, to to set a firm edge. You know what I mean? Like at some point, it's like you've been doing it for years, man. I don't don't really know know what else to tell you. But yeah, I didn't know he was a senior, so uh, that's a good point right there. But yeah. you just talking about Bryce Young. You know, he was able to read what the other team, the, the defense, is doing, so he was able to change it. Unlike Jalen Milrow, but Jalen Milrow might be able to do that this coming season. You know, I, I'm still a firm believer in that young man. Uh, no, we are too, but we, you know, we understand, you know, Ellis, that the cerebral part, that's not his strong suit right now. And therefore you have to have a guy up front. And that's, it's not, that's not normal. I mean, because we've seen even in the pros where centers do a lot of that stuff. So, um, but he's just not that dude, and hopefully he needs to get more of that. And hopefully, that, you know, that uh, Tom Reese can devise a scheme that's, a little bit more quarterback friendly for him in the system in which they need to run. I, I just think things will get better. Uh, unlike uh, your, y'all's buddy that calls in, he ain't called in since uh, what you remember? Oh, uh, Joseph, he called in to I, Ryan. I heard, him on, I, I heard him on Ryan. I heard him. Ryan put it to him. I, I'm him first, I mean, Tuesday up. evening, he was he uh, he called in and wanted to start trashing. Uh, Jay Miro, you know, and yep. I'm just saying. It just sometimes the Bible, the Bible says this, and I know we got we get giving a kid out of here, but the Bible said, you know, where your heart is, there you find your treasure. Where your treasure is, there you find your heart. Spend it however you want. Many, what's important to you is gonna come out right where your heart is. And if you just constantly beat down a guy, and in two months when he's doing his best and when we're fourth and thirty-one, nobody hears from you, but all of a sudden, as soon as he has a, a, a subpar game. Here you come. You just you just tell them tell us the truth where your heart is. That's as simple as that. I just got something to say. I just think he's a racist pig to me. I'm well, sorry. Well, yeah. well, I'm not disagreeing with that. That's my opinion. You know, because yeah. uh, he, he, 
anything good about him. So yeah, but, I, I can't disagree with you. I think that's all I'll say. All right, baby, we got to get out of here, man. But good to hear from you. Great pitches on X again. Keep them coming. Yes, sir. What about that big rock? I love the big rock. We need some more big rocks in that tire locker room. <laughs> so, so. All right, brother. Roll Tide. That's Ellison. Noah. Yep. I know you had a lot there, man. That's why I get mad with the show sometimes. We don't have the time. I know you had four or five tied questions on there, right? We, we got several. Them. You want to get to one before the end of the show? Yeah, go for it. Do your, do, just read them at least. Go for it. Yeah, we got uh, Chris saying, uh, we, we don't need a wholesale change, coaches. We should be proud of our team. We grew up this year. Uh, SEC champions, it still matters. Agreed. No, I agree. What's with another you. one? What's another one? Uh, we just said, uh, the Jalen Hurts experience didn't teach this fan base anything. Fans are saying the same thing about Monroe that we said about Hurts. Now this same fan base fights about who gets to claim Hurts because he's successful in the NFL. We got to do better. That's a solid point, too. Those are all... Is that from KJ? That was from KJ, yeah. yeah. I saw a new one, somebody we haven't heard from before. Yeah, we got Hollywood. Uh, uh, yeah, who's Hollywood? What Hollywood has to say? Sean Lewis looking for an OC job. Just letting us know about that. It's a little comment from Hollywood. Right Kingsbury. Whoa. That would be sweet, but... Well, Kyler Murray ran that offense, so don't you think Jalen Miro can run that offense? I think so. I definitely think so. Real quick before we get uh, out of here, got to remind hey, you guys. Hey, Coach Saban, call Cliff Kingsburg. Hit him on the speed dial. Got to remind you guys Saban, about our friends number. over at Alumni Hall Midtown Village. If you're looking for any officially licensed Alabama gear, hats, T-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts, you name it, head on over to Alumni Hall right now. Again, that's the Midtown Village in Tuscaloosa, where you'll find all the greatest products, Alabama-related. they got Peter Millar, all that good stuff. If you can't make it in the store, no worries. Head to AlumniHall.com. Again, you can shop for the best deals right there, too, for 38 deals on T-shirts. Everything you can think of, Alabama-related, officially licensed, they've got it. The best, latest, and greatest selection. So head to Alumni Hall right now. Again, that's Alumni Hall with the ultimate Crimson Tide fan shop. All right, now we definitely do got to get out of here. Yesterday we went way. Hey, well, I'll, get to, I'll get to my rent tomorrow in NIL, but uh, I got a lot to talk about that. <laughs> we'll do it right, we'll on Ames, we'll I think Justin Jones. Is Justin Jones in the building? I didn't hear him today. He's left. Okay. He had to get out. He's pieced up? Yep. All right. For Noah, who did an excellent job reading those app messages, keep those coming. We'll read them every day. Uh, we'll talk about those things, uh, get some issues tomorrow. I need some more thoughts on that. All right, we got to go. Big News Sports is next. We'll see you tomorrow. Love y'all. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Miller's Edge, tackling sports daily.